0: Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Nashville Tour Stop podcast. Sitting across my living room from me today. Returning to the show for the third or fourth time now, I believe. Am uh, am I right? We've got Mr. Sean Livingston. What's
1: up, everybody? Aaron, thanks for having me again. Appreciate it.
0: Welcome back. This This is... I think one of the third or fourth times you've been over here to my house, right?
1: Yeah, because I've done... Uh, me and Coley did an episode way back in the day. Mm-hmm. We had an episode that um me, taken- and Paul, and Alex did. <laughs> yes, yeah, that, that one. That was a
0: really unhinged day. That, that sure was. And then we had the... Um, the 80s episode. Was that selective listening, or was that... No, that was, that was the Tour Stop podcast. Okay.
1: and then I think we did a selective listening.
0: I think we did a selective listening also. But... One my, of them was taken down. Podcast. One of them
1: was taken down from.
0: Yeah, the uh, the top ten music videos of the 1980s episode we did got taken down. Yeah, it was a good because episode though. We got uh, whatever it was flagged for copyright infringement. Yes. do you using- have a Patreon? I do have a Patreon. You
1: should throw that up on the Patreon. It's already up there, All right. baby. good to know.
0: So yeah, if you want to listen to me be the drunkest <laughs> I've ever been on the podcast, you I can was, do I was I wasn't far behind you. That that was a very long day <laughs> because I'm pretty sure we either me and you or me and somebody else had gone to Tennessee Brewworks before I had recorded that episode.
1: Yeah, and I think you already had an I think you might have had an episode of somebody else before me too.
0: Yeah, so I was
1: that was a fun day, though.
0: That was a long day, but it was a good one. So we've got Sean here in the house today with off-mic co-host Phyllis the Dog.
1: Yes, Phyllis. How are you?
0: Phyllis the Dog's got her little nose that's been dripping all over the couch. Mm. Mm. But we went to Missouri over the weekend, and she got to spend uh, long drives in the car on uh, doggy anxiety pills. Yes,
1: the and best She slept
0: kind. the whole time. That's the, that's good. <laughs> yep, but she's, she's a, she's a good, cute little putt, but thank you for coming back over today, buddy. Very what, welcome. A, what Thanks for having me. What have you been up to lately? What's, what's going on in the life of Lon Shivingston? Oh well,
1: man, I just got back in town yesterday. I went back home and played a couple of shows with my old cover band before I moved from Cleveland.
0: Nice. So that was a lot of fun. That was, is that the wedding cover band?
1: Yeah. Um, we didn't have any weddings. It was all like outdoor, like some campground gigs and stuff. That's cool. Um, yeah stages that were big enough that they were basically like hey we kind of need a bass player on stage to look like this makes sense filled out just yeah. a little bit where they they'll do some kind of three-person gigs without what a kind bass, of bass player. are you playing on these gigs oh i got me a uh, vintage modified squire jazz bass nice which i put some new pickups in um for the money it's actually a pretty nice little once you get it set Sounds up and everything good. it's it's nice little bass um
0: I don't have a curated enough, is that the right word, ear for bass tone? Yeah. I don't really know the difference between like what low notes sound good versus bad. It all just kind of goes blah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have, I have all the, the knobs just turned up all the way. I don't really mess with. You turn
0: everything to 11.
1: Yeah, I don't mess with the different pickups. I just put it all on and, <laughs> and let her rip.
0: Yeah, so how long ago did you start doing that wedding band stuff?
1: So that I joined that band originally it was in 2016, and then I left when I moved here in 2019. Wow, uh, that was seven years ago. Yeah. So
0: you moved here in 2019. Yeah. Is it'll that be, one it'll be four
1: years in October. No, we didn't meet till like well, it was but it was like December.
0: Did we? December meet, of 19. We met at the Moxie Hotel, right?
1: It was either at the Moxie or it was at Bellcourt right before the, I think I met you at Bellcourt and then okay. went to the next week's show at the Moxie. Because I remember, I you, mem- and I that, remember you had know I have
0: talked about it before. You ordered the Moxie cocktail, that purple one.
1: Yeah, it's a good drink. It's a good drink. I don't care what anybody says.
0: I haven't been to the Moxie in a while. <laughs> they quit having our shows there, so I didn't ever That's go back. That's usually a
1: good reason to not it go was, back It there, was but.
0: one of the uh, weirdest conversations I'd ever had, and I won't slam uh, the hotel, but... Uh, they told me and all of the other people who worked for them that they weren't hiring people who wouldn't work for free.
1: Well, it's not really work if it's free, now is
0: it? Right. So me and a whole bunch of other people, quote, quote, got laid off because we're like, no, we (laughs) we need money.
1: Yeah, I don't know. There seems to be a few hotels doing that kind of stuff in Nashville recently, and I don't really understand. You can't want music and then also expect people to not... It paid to right you can't it.
0: expect bartenders or anybody else to not work for free <clears throat> right wait, wait 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 wait. what did i say you can't expect anybody to work for free right but
1: no that's definitely true
0: but it's too bad because that was a nice little stage there and then yeah uh, cool. that little like a, like
1: a stagecoach. didn't it look like a stagecoach kind of thing yeah it kind of looked With like, like an old elevator porch, like a front porch or something yeah it's kind of goofy but it looked cool <laughs> no i like that little room that's nice and i like that the bar is the lobby you have to go in and then you get a free drink token when you check in the hotel.
0: That is a nice perk of staying at places like that. Yeah. And they're nice
1: hotels. I forget the parent company, but it's uh, maybe Marriott or something owns them. But it's a nice little...
0: It's a nice little hotel. Little
1: vibey kind of new age uh, brand.
0: But, but the hotel we spend most of our time at these days is over at the Cambria. That's right. True Music Room on the fifth floor
1: of the uh, Cambria Hotel. Shout out Casey. Casey. I know
0: he's probably listening to this. And Phillips is getting a big old stretch What time is, what time is it? How much right time now. are
1: we in? Five minutes. All right. Five minutes and something seconds. And we already we already used the word shout out. Let's <laughs> shout go. out.
0: Good. Uh, good. Having Casey on sometimes. <laughs> so Casey books the true music room there at the Cambria Hotel, as he's mentioned on his episodes before. And he primarily books uh, the cover musicians. Right. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't book any of his own writers rounds.
1: No, there's, there's. I know you guys do your round there, and then there's another. I think was it Randy's revival? Right, the Randy's revival. I just believe that every other Monday. I just went there a couple weeks ago for the first time. It was that was a fun round.
0: That's cool. Yeah, I've heard very good things about Randy's show.
1: But um, typically it's cover sets. But he and I think he even says this said this on the podcast he just did recently. It's it's up to us. Whatever we want to play, we can play. If I want to go up there and just do two hours of all originals, like I can do. that. You could do that. Yeah.
0: So, just a matter of seeing if you can get somebody to pay more. Yeah, the for covers it. tend to uh, get people tipping a little better. What but... kind of covers are you doing at your sets? Because you're not a traditional like country singer.
1: No, I've added a lot of country stuff to my uh, repertoire um, <laughs> over the years because I just, you know, I'm in Nashville and I I didn't grow up listening to it. So, it's, it's just more difficult to make. Like, there's hundreds and hundreds of songs that. I should know how to play right. that I just I don't know the songs.
0: I went back and re-listened to Becca's first episode. Yeah. Becca Tremel's first episode from when she was telling the story of her and Emery going and being carnival performers. Right. Carnival Cruise, cruise performers. Yeah. And they told the auditioner that they had, like, the two of them knew a collective, like, 300-plus songs mm-hmm. when they didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they, I mean, they knew them. They may they, might, they may have never just sat down to learn the to, how learn to the go through them, but I'm but <laughs> they probably listened to all of those songs where I have never heard most of these totally. songs. So I'm getting asked to play songs I don't even know some of these artists. I've I've gotten you know, like I said since moving here four years ago, I've gotten much more in tune with with country. I happen to be drawn towards, and it's not just in country. I'm I listen to older music, mm-hmm. like my favorite bands are all like rock bands from the '70s and '80s, Same. and like that's songwriters, why we're right? And songwriters <laughs> from the '60s. So I'm when I'm listening to country music, I'm I'm going back to that stuff. You're from, not
0: going to your hyper produced stadium country that's no, on the radio I now.
1: Probably couldn't play "Country Girl" shake it for me <laughs> if I had. Like I could maybe get through it, but but at the same time, there's like Tyler Childers who has that kind of old school vibe. Mm-hmm where I can I could learn a few of his songs. Right. But um you know I don't know Chattahoochee.
0: <laughs> you know. Is that Travis Tritt? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean I don't know any of these yeah. classic country things either because the only country artists I knew of when my, when I was a kid were the ones my mom listened to which were Toby Keith and the Dixie Chicks. Right. Yeah and Toby
1: Keith I know some Toby Keith stuff. I love Toby Keith. Beer
0: from my horses. Yeah,
1: I got you know I could do uh
0: Want to talk
1: about me? I could get through. I've never been asked to do that one, but I'm sure if I had to, I could. Aaron
0: Clapton told me a story once on the podcast about how when he used to perform at bars when he was in college, before he was 21, he would try to play Red Solo Cup, and people booed him. (laughs) Boo, we don't want to hear that song. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it is a fun song. It's a funny song, though. It
0: is. It's just a funny, stupid song. And, I mean... That relates really closely to what I do with my music, funny, stupid stuff. Right, exactly. So, Which is a
1: fun, that is an interesting like, correlation between your, the music that you write. You're not, you're not necessarily doing country music, but you do have, that country music inherently does have like, a spirit of, of comedy in it. It does. Which is funny because the other side of country music is like, this song will make you cry.
0: That's oh yeah, that's exactly what it's for. <laughs> like, like, Red Solo Cup is made to make people just Huh, that's funny.
1: Right. But and, then there's like There's all these like whiskey lullaby yeah. where you're listening to and you're like <laughs> I need to call my parents. Like <laughs> I need to tell my mom I love her. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. And it's like, yeah, there's a great podcast episode of um I wanna say it was a broken record or it might have been revisionist history talking about why country music lyrics like there's not a lot of rock songs that make you cry, absolutely. But there's not. tons of country songs that 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 can do that, and it's just the difference between lyric writing between those two genres. I
0: really can't think of a single country or a single not country song, a single rock song that no. has made me like. Yeah, emotional I've never, like
1: that. I've never been listening to Sticks. Yeah, I've never listened to a Sticks song. I'm not listening to Babe by Sticks. Being like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's so sad. Oh my god. It's he's just, just always I on the road.
1: He's just always on the road and he can't see his wife.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I I never stop to think about that because all rock songs are just fun.
1: Yeah. Even the serious ones are still there's just like a there's it's not they're they're telling stories, but they're not like like a country song is like here's what's happening we're going to put you in the situation mm-hmm. and you're going to feel like you're there and like you're going to want to cry after you hear these words and sometimes it's so obvious that it's coming that you're like why am I still sad? Even Why though I like, still I, sad. Knew, I, saw I sad. knew at the end of this song, this person was gonna die, but I'm still <laughs> upset about it
0: because it's the song is called "I Missed You When You Died" or yeah. something
1: like that. Yeah, or I, if I could see you one more time, and it's like
0: obviously think, this person's I think not that's alive. That's one of the only downfalls of country music that gets me is how it's it's so dramatic, and then there's also every songwriter is trying to get that. Imnant Shyamalan twist at the end. There,
1: that is a. It is almost like a trap that you fall into when you're doing co-writes and stuff here because you want that. Because it is fun when you get a good a good hook at the end of a chorus that flips it around.
0: But yet the those twist hooks, I've written a few of them and I have a couple ideas for them, but I don't really even want to pursue them that hard because it almost seems like a like a hack bit for comedy. Almost, yeah. So I know there's but, the uh, the Marin Morris. I don't love, or I can't love you anymore. Yeah. But the hook is I can't love you any more than I do right now. Right. And, oh sweet. Yeah. And I had an idea for a one of those, and it's like uh, I don't want to fall in love, and it's like I don't want to fall in love. Dot 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 with anyone else. Right. And stuff like that. But gosh, it does seem kind of like just a well, half bit.
1: I think the issue is, and it's like that in any even like in comedy, like just using the word hack, you start with the premise and like, okay, how do I get the joke around this? Or how do I write the song around this? But when you have the ending, I feel like it's harder to get to it without it sounding... Canned. Canned, yeah, exactly. I see, I totally As get opposed that. to if you're writing a song and it's like, oh, what if they don't do this at the end? Like what mm-hmm. if the ending, like maybe it's easier to do that or it's just... You just have to make sure you're doing it well enough so that it still f- works without it right. sounding too, like cliched or
0: whatever. So I started writing a song called a song about fishing. Is it P H I S H? It's I wrote I wrote it and I don't <laughs> think it's good. <laughs> I don't I have think a it's lot good of songs that I would I think say that I need to write it with like a bona fide just. Country singer, someone that knows how to fish. Somebody who kn- I've gone fishing. Okay, I grew I've up. I've gone a lake.
1: fishing, but that doesn't mean I know how to fish.
0: <laughs> I I couldn't gut one, but yeah. Besides the point, I, if I could. I've seen. my uh, watched uh, my dad do. The song about fishing here. Uh, I'll just read what I have here. Verse one is: It seems today that country songs all sound the same. Some pretty boy in a trucker hat singing about some bad heartache. Okay, okay, fine, whatever. It goes on to say. But I'll tell you what I can sing about since I've never felt that way. Just give me my old fishing pole in a boat on a sunny day. Okay, there's the the setup for it. And it says, uh, if you're wanting a song about drinking, I guess that's worth a shot. If you're wanting a song about singing, I guess we do that a lot. But if you're wanting a song about Jesus, I've got a real good book. And if you're wanting a song about fishing, well, man, I've got a good hook. Yeah, um, And that's one of those only songwriter things where they're going to listen to it and be like, oh, the hook of the song is, oh, it's a fishing song. Oh, it's a good hook. Oh, so.
1: Yeah, but I I do like that. That
0: is pretty. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't I don't like it. I don't like the song that I've written around it, but I wrote those last two lines. If you want a song about Jesus, I've got a good book, and if you want a song about fishing, I've got a good hook. I was like, that in itself is fine, but the whole song about it, I think, needs to be about writing a song instead of going fishing.
1: Yeah. No, those two lines, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I do like that. That is a nice idea.
0: But I need to get with somebody like Aaron Clafton, who I know right. does like just traditional modern country, yeah. and I think he'd he'd be a good person to do that because he really did grow up much more country than me. Right. He wears trucker hats on ironically. Oh, and I I do not. <laughs> do you have on a tour stop hat right now? No,
1: this is a some kind of free some, alcohol some other, hat some from other my hat? old my old uh, liquor store I used to work at.
0: Oh, you did work at a at a liquor store. I sure did. You're full time music these days, aren't you?
1: If driving Uber Eats is full time music, then yes, sir.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although that's I'm doing not.
1: Uber Eats less than I am music, so that's good. That's good. Yeah, you flipped the scale a little bit. Yeah, and it only took like a couple months to do that, which is exciting.
0: So when that I was first... part, of, that
1: was part of why I went home to play with my old band because gotcha. I got two weekends. I did. We did. I did five gigs with them the last like week.
0: So you were up there for a couple of weeks then? Yeah, it worked
1: out perfect. I went home, played Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then my family was driving to our um, cousin's house in New Jersey cool. on the Jersey Shore. So I drove with them Monday, came back Thursday, and then played Friday, Saturday, and then came back yesterday. That's a
0: lot of time on the road. It sure was, but
1: that's, that's what, what, we what all, we're that's, here for, brother. That's what we're all here for.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you're complaining about being on the road as a musician, you're like, maybe that's I'm right. not cut out for this.
1: As Bob Seger says, well, here I am on the road again.
0: (laughs) So what was it like playing with your old band? Did the, uh, it was fun. Did you kind of just fall back into the groove?
1: Yeah. It's like immediately like it's, they're just like, we were such a tight group of guys and we get along so well that it was just like, I never left.
0: That's cool. Um, Sometimes that dynamic can change when a member like you has been gone for so long. For sure. That's nice that it just kind of melded right back.
1: Yeah, if anything, I think it like they, especially because I haven't been doing the shows with them, they've probably been, they're tired because they've still been doing shows the mm-hmm. last couple months. Now that summer, they're getting busier and busier. So I come in fresh legs and haven't done a show like that in a <laughs> long time. And I'm jumping around like crazy. And they're so like, Are you oh, only okay. playing
0: bass or are you doing BGVs? I'm or doing, you yeah, singing? I'm
1: singing, doing bass. I say, they make me sing like faithfully and come sail away. Nice. Because you, you got that nice tenor singing. Yeah, they, they voice. make me do all the journey stuff that <laughs> the other singer doesn't want to do.
0: I think I still have a video of you on my phone singing. Uh, it was, was it Sticks, come sail away. At the, at
1: the dueling piano thing. Yeah, the dueling yeah, piano at, thing. At yeah, at Winners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, we did come sail away.
0: Yeah, you have you and I went to uh, see Styx last summer. That's right. You were so kind as to give me a ticket. That's right. So how many times have you seen Styx now? Like so 10? I just
1: saw them at the Ryman last... Was that two Sundays ago? Mm-hmm. And that was my 10th time seeing them wow. since 2007. Wow. Favorite band? Yeah, I'd say they're my first favorite band. Mm-hmm. I do think... Hopefully no one from Styx hears this. Tommy Shaw, if you're listening. I do think that Rush might be... A little they have they might have gotten the edge over Sticks a little bit over the last you know, however many years. Um After but I Neil still listen to I still listen to Neo Neo Peart, yeah. I still listen to Sticks all the time. I love their new they had an album come out in twenty seventeen, they had an album come out two years ago. I listened to I like both of those.
0: I don't so think I'm, I've heard of the new uh new Sticks album. There's some pretty cool stuff
1: on it. A little more prog kind of thing going on. You do on. love your prog. I do. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't. At the same time, I can't get into Dream Theater. It's like too much.
0: Mm-hmm. The math rock.
1: Yeah, it's a little. it gets a little too crazy. Like where I think that's what Rush was so good at was kind of combining just regular like rock and roll. Right. With adding like those like, and obviously some of the Rush songs get a little crazy. But Like
0: listening to Limelight doesn't feel like they're playing in a mixed meter. No, I don't think you even notice. Yeah, you not you don't even meter. notice
1: the time changes because I think yeah. that's just something Neil's really good at. Um, Todd Zuckerman from Styx. Is is good at that too? Or there's some stuff from the newer Sticks albums that same thing. You don't notice the time signature changes
0: because mm-hmm. he's this keeping, is so seamless.
1: Yeah, and he's keeping like a certain beat on like a symbol that you're mm-hmm. not. That's what you're listening to, and you don't realize that they're like right in like you know five four. Or These whatever.
0: polymeters, two two different time signatures going at the same time. Yeah. So I Which, was in a prog rock band in high school that I didn't realize was a prog. Just rock Just because you band.
1: were doing stuff and didn't even you were just we, making I stuff was just, up. And... I was
0: so naive to music back then. It was long before <laughs> any of my music theory training, and I didn't realize that I was writing songs in multiple multiple meters. Like my first song I ever wrote yeah. was in seven four. Yeah. And then I wrote one in nine eight. The changed to six eight. The changed to. Now four, was four. that
1: was that on purpose? Like obviously you didn't know you were doing it, but was it on purpose or was it just because like? The way you were singing, the lyrics you wrote, happened to like it was time out. That, that, way. that
0: was it. Was just because of the way I wrote the riffs and the words, right. It's like this is how it times out. Yeah, and you just and then I had a drummer. You was didn't like, know no, enough right about. In.
1: You didn't know enough about music to realize you weren't playing it right. Yeah, exactly. I
0: didn't realize that what I was playing was actually like yeah. difficult for my drummer to learn back then that's because so I started playing the riff, and he'd be like, "Okay, so that's not that's that's not four four." And it's like, "So what does that mean?" Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> but we we four, got through four. it. We got through it. I don't think you've ever heard any of that music that I put out in, in high school. I don't school. think I have,
1: actually. No. Yeah,
0: we put out an album in 2012 called Lot 56. Is it on iTunes? It is. <laughs> iTunes and Spotify. Uh,
1: I've to check that out for the, sure. The
0: artwork for it is uh, Sharpie drawn on one of those high school notebooks that we used, a printer scanner. Yes. And superimposed, I think it was like American typewriter underneath it. Of to put our band name. Yep. So sounds
1: like a high school band
0: that was the high school band here'll we'll, we'll, here since we got a special treat let's give a <laughs> let's give the listeners a listen to what my first band sounded like we'll fade that in right here. <laughs> So that was a sample of the song I wrote, I think it was like 2010 or so, <laughs> a song called Other Side that I wrote with my band in high school.
1: And it was not a cover of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It
0: was not a cover <laughs> of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The The original title of the song was Other Side of the Mirror. Mm. It was about looking back at yourself.
1: Hey, we all got to do that every once in a while.
0: Yeah, I was, I, was, I just had that teen angst, man. Hey. Sometimes
1: I wish I still had
0: that. (laughs) Yeah, now we just have adult anxiety. Now I just
1: get mad when there's a neighbor lawn mowing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm happy that Phyllis doesn't bark because my neighbor's dogs bark. Yeah. And before I got my cochlear implant, I could never hear it. And now now I can hear it all the time. Yep.
1: It's so funny how that, like... That's the kind of stuff that just drives people crazy when I think you hit a certain age and live by yourself. Yeah.
0: I don't know all of a sudden, like, why Why do I love my home being silent? Yep. And if I can hear my neighbor's dog barking through the floor, why does that piss me off?
1: Yeah. Usually I'm okay as long as... But sometimes, you know, sometimes you need a 20-minute a nap in the middle of the day. Yeah. And it's always a or soon, four hours. as soon... Yeah, sure. As <laughs> soon as you lay down and close your eyes... A weed whacker turns on. Yep. Like it's like it's every single time. Or your roommate gets home and is just like walking around the house. It's like, oh my God, you haven't been home.
0: You haven't been all home day. all day. Why did you choose the moment and you created that? Like,
1: or why didn't I just take a nap 30 minutes ago <laughs> and I would be already awake by the time you got home? But so, yeah,
0: that's life, man. So who's your roommate right now? Is it Mitch curly It is. Yes, sir. So Mitch Curley is a good dude and he has a job. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we just made an edit to edit out all of the things that we said he does. Yes, all the things Aaron said. Yeah, well, thanks, he is my thanks land- for throwing he, me under the bus. He is
1: my landlord, so I have to be on his <laughs> side.
0: Yeah, Mitch is a good dude, though. Um, oh, how long have you been living over in East Nashville? Uh, I moved there in, like, the end of February. How's it... How's it- compared to your years spent over in Bellevue,
1: uh, it's a lot closer to literally everything. So <laughs> I do, I did, yeah. I didn't mind Bellevue. I liked living out there.
0: There's just nothing that anybody uh, wants to go do out there. No,
1: I mean the fast food chains are better than the ones in East Nashville, but objectively
0: better. Yeah, but other, other than Bar. that,
1: I mean I'm eight minutes from pretty much every place I need to go. So, so
0: in Bellevue, there's a little shopping mall. I think it's across the Bellevue street from- One. Yeah, maybe the one like down by the highway. Yeah, so with, like, it's across from a Kroger and from uh, McDonald's. Oh, okay. I'm not 100 percent sure, but there's a bar in the very back.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So what's that bar called? That's Alley Pub. Alley Pub. Yeah. So that's the same building that the liquor store I worked in. Oh no Is way. It? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I remember going to Alley I'm Pub. I'm very
1: familiar with Alley Pub. <laughs> that was <laughs> literally like the that's like I lived right down like a half mile from that.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I have a tendency to go to the places closest to my house. Yeah. Because it saves gas. Oh, well, sure. Well, and you know, Beer tastes the same at every, exactly. every place. So nowadays, I've been going to Neighbors over in Sylvan Park quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm only a few minutes from there now. And I also go to the local over here quite a bit. Did you know that the local years ago had different ownership and was called The Country? I did
1: not. I knew that they've changed names a few times in the past, but I didn't know it was called The Country.
0: The Country. And I don't, I know it has a new owner now. Jeff Reed is the owner of the local. But yeah. I want to know who it was that thought The Country was a good name <laughs> for a bar.
1: Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know.
0: The How'd place. how they spell it? <laughs> the Country. It's like, which country? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard the, I'm sure you have. Uh, his name is Wheeler Walker Jr., and he's got a new song called She's a Country Music Man. Oh, yeah, Man.
1: yes. Oh, Wheeler Walker Jr. is one of my biggest inspirations,
0: dude. You're telling me singing funny country music? Yeah, I think it'd be amazing to open up for him.
1: That'd be yeah. No, he's he's pretty funny. His songs are literally ridiculous.
0: Oh, they're and they're so overtly, like intentionally dirty.
1: Yeah. (laughs) He's like the Steel Panther of country music basically.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Like he's got a song called Eatin' Pussy and Kickin' Ass. Yeah. And then uh she's a country music fan. It's like a is,
1: it like a it's almost like a um like a George Thorogood yeah,
0: knockoff, isn't it? Super like old school. Some of it's like swing country. Yeah. And I I would just love to see him perform at like just a honky tonk bar. Yeah. I and think see he's coming all of the people like <gasps>
1: Oh, like that! People didn't know who he was, yeah. and he just gets up and starts playing. Yeah. I think that'd be
0: hilarious.
1: Yeah, that would be pretty funny. I've had that like reaction. imagine like booking him at like like going to the listening room, and he's just one of the <laughs> he's just one of the four people
0: playing. <laughs> it's like Dirk Bentley is Hot Country Nights. Did you know that the country band Hot Country Nights is oh. Dirk Bentley? Oh, I don't know if I knew that. Yeah, do you know who? Have you heard any no, of the I Hot think Country I have. Nights music? Is it like a parody? It's a parody band. Oh, okay, not a parody fun. band, but it's a comedy band. Yeah, yeah, so yeah
1: that's fun. Here, I pause. didn't pause.
0: I sure hate to leave her behind. It ain't my fault. It's that ass
1: fault. Yeah, it calls out my name and I'm gone just like that. I don't really care. It's curvy or flat I could stay but there's always a butt that makes me jump into my truck there's one big old reason why I'm even leaving at all it's that
0: it's ass that,
1: ass
0: falls. Falls.
1: that sweet
0: as
1: yeah that's pretty funny I, I have not heard that any of those songs
0: yeah one of my favorite parts about doing these podcasts with you is that we have to stop so many times to <laughs> listen started. to stuff
1: <laughs> yeah i'm sure it's great for the listeners
0: but yeah oh yes yeah, it's, it's it's terrific so <laughs> pause the podcast yeah. and go listen to hot country nights um
1: that's really funny i've not yeah i would not heard of that but i feel like then it rained is almost like is that like thunder roll like is that making fun yeah. of like garth brooks uh-huh yeah
0: it's it's supposed to, like they're they're stylizing some of these yeah. classic country songs because they the their like big single off of that first album was called Pick Her Up in Your Pickup Truck. Okay. And it's just that classic nineties yeah. just dunka ducka dunka ducka dunka ducka dunk-a, kind of song. Oh so, yeah, just
1: that ducka ducka Yeah, dunk-a, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, you know. <laughs> you guys know the one, right? Yeah, the ducka 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 sound. But yeah, man, that's just the kind of stuff that I, I love to I love to kinda Hear, yeah, in my own musical ears, but well, it's
1: fun to. It's fun that there's like legitimate artists that are doing stuff like that. Yeah like Dirks Bentley using a scene being, like, do, and like just... Bentley being in a like parody country band is pretty That's amazing, is pretty cool.
0: And he I mean, because he's one of the biggest country artists like around these days, and yeah. he he has like he has a honky
1: tonk on Broadway, Aaron. Of course, he is. <laughs>
0: So next we need to get Miranda Lambert in a comedy country band for girls <laughs> they should do that that would be actually let's uh let's find them yeah but uh, let's take a quick commercial break Ooh. and come right back with Sean Livingston on the Nashville tour stop podcast <laughs> And we're back with the Nashville Tour Stop podcast, Sean Livingston sitting in my living room with me we're and back. third mic off, what do you want to call her, third off mic Over Mike off mic there is Phyllis. Phyllis the dog, who's uh, doing what she does best. Sleeping on the couch. <laughs> sleeping on the couch. I've been trying to work with her to sleep in her bed, Yeah, but she uh, prefers the part of the couch that I sit on,
1: because
0: yeah. I assume it smells like me.
1: Or it's like more broken in.
0: More. That's actually definitely a more, it. A little more, soft a little softer. Over there. Smells like my butt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All the things dogs like.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is definitely something the dogs like. But let's see. You just finished off your glass of. We poured ourselves a little taste of the Nelson Brothers Honey Cask. Oh yeah. Finish. Uh, classic Reserve Bourbon.
1: You know, for it being, what'd you say the proof was? Like one hundred and thirteen. It goes down pretty smooth, which I'm assuming is the the Honey Cask finish. That is the
0: Honey Cask finish. Yes. It's very a, good. It's a spectacular bottle. It's uh, I believe you said it was two hundred and fifty something or like so. That, yeah, but it's... they raffle
1: it, them off. Every I don't. Year.
0: I don't really buy myself nice things like that very often. But when uh, when I have a special occasion and I want to celebrate something, or if Sean's at my house, that's right. Special occasion, then we'll we'll break out a little glass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's good stuff, man. Thank you for having, let me have some. I've not tried that one yet.
0: So. Well, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad to have you back on the show, especially this time now that we're a little bit more coherent than we were last time. Yes. <laughs> so you're working on a whole mess of stuff. Let's talk about. Let's talk about some of the stuff you're producing these days.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I'm producing. And right now, I'm in the middle of finishing up an uh, EP for Molly Murphy. Shout out Molly Murphy. Shout out Molly Murphy. Uh, she's got... coming up
0: on a tour stop show here in a week or so.
1: Oh yeah, she's the. Uh... Original co-host of Songsmiths, I staged a coup and took over her co-hosting duties.
0: <laughs> yes, you uh, you co-opted her job. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll talk more yeah, about Songsmiths in a minute. Yeah, but tell me about we've this been, project. We've been you're working producing. on this
1: project since I think we went in the studio in April. Um, you know, got some fantastic you know musicians to come in the studio with us. Spent a whole afternoon. Just got as much tracking at your of home yeah, tracking. Studio. No, this was at Gnome Studios cool. over um, kind of by that like place Tennessee with the Brew Works stuff. and everything uh, over in that direction of the city, south maybe, I don't know. South. But I was raised in Cleveland, Ohio, north is Lake Erie, so I always <laughs> knew which direction something was, where now that I'm landlocked, I'm like, where is everything? <laughs> but slowly starting to make more sense to me after four years of being here. So uh, how many
0: tracks are gonna be on this album? There's
1: gonna be three, three song EP. Uh we're like I said, we're trying to get it I'm trying to get it done mixed and everything uh, by the end of the month so that she can send it to the master engineer
0: and then Where did your uh where did your background in mixing and production come from? So
1: I went to school at Ohio University for audio production. That's cool. So that's where that all started and then I did some stuff after Graduating, I worked for like a live sound company setting up stages and whatnot. Didn't really care for the live, live sound life. Uh, I had a 24 hour day once setting up stages and yeah, And I was like, yeah, I don't want do to, I don't want to like, again. yeah, I don't want to be in a job where this could happen randomly. Like it wasn't supposed or to be regularly. a 20. 20- no, yeah, it wasn't supposed to be a 24 hour day. Ugh. There was just like a miscommunication with the local stagehand union And we were like only supposed to do the lights and speakers after the show. And stage was the next day. But then the guy was like, you don't have us tomorrow. You only have us tonight. So we were like, oh, I guess we're doing everything
0: today. So I got there.
1: I got there at 6 a.m. that morning. And then we didn't finish till like, I think I got back to the hotel at 630 the next morning. Yeah, that was no fun.
0: No fun at all. That does sound brutal.
1: Yeah. So I was like, okay, live sounds probably not for me, but. Then I started doing some recording. I bought some, you know, equipment and everything to do it at my house. My dad has, like, a little shed in our backyard that's, like, a little man cave kind mm-hmm. of thing. So we would set up drums and everything back there. And I, cool. did like a, I did, like, a, a Argyle and the Smooth Skins is the name of the band, <laughs> which is a reference to a character in Fallout New Vegas, I think it was.
0: Okay, I've never or played Fallout the Or Fallout 3, games. maybe. I
1: forget which one it was. But there's a character named Argyle who's, like, a radioactive Mm -hmm. like his skin's all messed up looks like a zombie okay and they call the humans that weren't affected by the radiation smooth skins and so that's where Uh, they got the name from but that's like a kind of a prog rock metal album that was a lot of one of the songs is 19 minutes long so that was a (laughs) pretty interesting project to take right out of college just trying to figure out how to like mix and master and record
0: a a prog metal album (laughs) instead of going for something like this is a Four, this is an acoustic guitar, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we got through it, and it turned out the way it did. It's it's fun, and I I learned quite a bit like getting through all of that. Uh, so then I moved here. I haven't really been doing anything besides my own demos and stuff. I did Candlelight Campfire. I did all that myself. Besides, I had the drums. Someone recorded the drums for me. But I kind of realized I should start using this... This degree that i have yeah and maybe make some some money off of it so i'm just doing doing acoustic demos and then i'm doing this ep producing and uh mixing for molly and we'll see how that all turns out it's, i think it sounds it's sounding pretty good so far it's are not quite done with it yet so i'm pretty excited for it
0: so is molly actually performing anything on it other than singing or is she hiring out all of the performing like um, the instruments?
1: no i think she did some guitar
0: and stuff okay on it, yeah just some of the uh, preliminary just to... Yeah, but we stuff. had,
1: like, a drummer
0: and, a, like, a fiddle player and That's that cool. kind of stuff, so... And a guitar player. So, are you engineering the album or are you just mixing it?
1: Yeah, so I am producing it. I produced it with her, but we had an engineer and we went to the studio. Okay. And then I recorded some stuff. Like, I recorded the vocals and stuff at my um, at my house and did, like... And then I personally did, like, the some backup vocals Sweet. and that kind of stuff, so... um. No, I'm in that I'm in that phase where I'm in the middle of mixing, so mm-hmm. but I'm starting to add in little like weird, oh reverse reverbs for this, thing. <laughs> like that, all that kind of crazy little fun stuff. Yeah, all that fun stuff that is stuff that like when you're listening to it, you might not even really notice is happening. Mm-hmm. But that's,
0: but when it's missing from the but track, but that's then it like the weird. fun
1: part of producing and and stuff is those things matter because when they're not there it feels like there's something should be there it feels naked but then you also need to put something there that's not even really noticeable
0: mm-hmm.
1: or it is very noticeable because it needs to be, you know, I mean there's the, you know that's, that's kind one of, my of the
0: parts about doing some of my own demo work is being able to just put put in and play with different kinds of like synth pads right that just, exactly they just texture an album that aren't really they're not yeah. in the foreground and they're just they're just there but when you mute it you're like oh when that's it's weird.
1: That's what I was doing. Like, I did all the, I did a bunch of harmonies and backup vocal stuff. So I texted Molly. I was like, Hey, I'm just gonna do all this stuff, and then you just, I'm gonna send it to you, and you tell me what to take out. That's cool. And there was it's a couple things. Take, it's there easier was a, to take it out. Yeah, but there was a few things that I thought sounded really cool that she wanted to take it she, it out. I got the notes back, and it was just like, Yeah, get rid of all of this. And I'm like, <laughs> ugh. but I thought that like there was like one part where I was like, Oh, I thought that sounded so cool, but it's not. You know, it's not my album. One thing, right? And if it's not in her vision, that's all that really matters. And I knew I was overdoing it. So, but you know, part of you as a part of the artist aspect of like, a part of like not artist as in the musician, but the creator, actually making, yeah, the creative part is like, oh, I hope she hears this and it's mm-hmm. like that's really cool. Um, and it's not that it's not cool; it just didn't serve the song didn't serve necessarily her song the way she envisioned it. Yeah, and that's okay. like a big Rick Rubin thing: is if if it doesn't need to be there take it out
0: classic famous legendary yeah. record producer rick rubin right who's do you somebody follow him
1: on instagram i don't know if i do i want to read his book though Is, he, everyone's reading he his has book an right instagram
0: now. where he just posts quotes yeah and i know now knowing he has a book i would assume that the quotes are probably yeah, probably they're probably lifted from his book
1: one of the things i saw recently that really resonated with me was the audience should be the last piece of the puzzle mm-hmm. when you're creating so when you're right like when you're writing songs and you're recording songs and you're or even when you're painting whatever it is it's just art in general the last thing you should be thinking about is how is this going to resonate with an audience should i you do this because this is more popular or should you just do what you want to do and that's that's the end of the
0: let's unpack the that because so yeah. many people in nashville write because they're like this is what country radio likes Right, but if you're writing what's
1: on the radio now, you're behind. You're behind. You're, yeah. So you By should, two or three but, years. But what happens is, if you're just doing what you want to do, in three years, that might be what starts to become popular, and you because already you have, might have
0: Because you might have made it popular.
1: Or, yeah, or you just already had it, and now you're like, oh, I have this. So here you go. And then it goes on, whatever.
0: Uh, that's, I was that's one told. Of my beefs with I was people. told
1: when I first moved down here. So I had a couple songs that I had demos of, just acoustic demos, before I moved down to get into songwriting. That were sent to some people in the industry, and those people said that my that these couple songs sounded too nineties country. <laughs> and then, like two or three years later, after I moved here, nineties country is like back Huge. in. Like that's like back. That's like what people like. There's like that cover of. And I don't know if it's Tracy 90s. Chapman's "Fast Car." I, yeah, that's not even country, and that's like on country radio now. That wasn't is,
0: even the '90s. I think that, that came was out in 1989. Yeah, that was
1: '80s, and which is crazy. Um, yeah, that you Luke know, thanks Combs to color. Luke. Yeah, thanks to Luke Combs for. She's from Cleveland, Tracy Chapman. So it's. It went number one, right? Yeah, it's very cool hearing that song all over the place again because I think it's legitimately one of the greatest songs ever written. And I also like that he didn't change the. Um, like, he still says, like, check out girl. And like he didn't, like, change the verbiage to make it about him being a man or whatever. Mm-hmm. He just sang the song the way it was written, which because a lot of times it's a when good people. Song. Yeah, when people cover stuff, they, they'll change it.
0: They'll change the gender or whatever. Yeah, whatever.
1: So I don't know. It's cool. There's some things I've seen online that irritate me. Like, some guy had a comment on TikTok that was like, oh, I like the original version, but Luke Combs really put some soul into it. And I'm like, well, no. He didn't. He's just singing the song. He's singing the The song. The original is pretty pretty soulful. (laughs) I'm not sure some, you know, country singer is gonna put more soul in something than Tracy Chapman. No, absolutely not. But I'm glad that she's kind of getting a little resurgence and you know, she's not ever referenced when you're talking about great songwriters, which is a shame because like she's Mm -hmm. incredibly talented and an amazing songwriter. And has songs that most people have never heard that are better than.
0: I, I honestly couldn't uh, yeah. name it one other Tracy Chapman song. She has
1: um, a song called uh, "Give Me One Reason." Give me one reason to oh, stay. Yes, yeah, that's that's her other kind of popular song. Back. And then she has a song. From, I think it was from like 2006 called "Revolution" or or it's something "Revolution." Um, and that whole album is really good, but that song specifically is is wonderful.
0: So Tracy Chapman is the original songwriter on that. And I'm sure that song at this point has been covered by dozens of artists. I've been covering it just but at my just gigs the, for years. It's just probably the Luke Combs being, I don't want to say the peak of his career right now, but he's... he's oh, he
1: definitely just, seems to... I mean, he's at the... He's at the top of the mountain. Yeah, it might not be the peak of his whole career, but he's at the top that he's been at since he started. That's for Yeah, sure.
0: he's, he's living the rock star country music singer life right now
1: and because she's the sole songwriter did you see that she is the first african-american woman to have sole songwriter number one in country music no way yeah that's cool and it's just because luke combs covered a song
0: (laughs) (laughs) so i uh,
1: I think that's pretty i thought that was pretty cool i'm happy that luke
0: combs is is doing well in the town because he he was playing belcourt the old days sure was Makes us feel like maybe we're the next class.
1: Hey, maybe, but they've, I've been hoping for that
0: for four years now. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, it's a ten-year, ten-year town. town, baby. Let's 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 go ten-year town. You're four years into it. I'll see you in 2029. Sounds good to me. <laughs> so you also are one of the proprietors of a show here in town called Songsmiths. Yes. Can Song you tell Smiths, us more about Songsmiths that you uh, co-host with our friend was, Coley?
1: Was started by Coley Kohler back in January of 2020. Um, I believe we were at the first mm-hmm. Songsmiths. Um, then Molly Murphy, who I'm doing that EP for, she was co-hosting for a while. She got a new job. She couldn't do it anymore. And then Coley asked if I could help her because we used to have to set up mm-hmm. a PA system every week and all that kind of stuff. So it was just a lot for one person to handle.
0: Right, because she used to have to bring her own sound yeah. equipment there every week, Yep, which is awful.
1: Yeah, especially for... It's on the second floor, and you know I mean all that yeah. fun stuff, but we have since moved to Sonny's in Germantown, so we're there every Friday from seven to ten. We've been there since january they're in that we have the there's the little clubhouse bar that's in the, club, in, in the little down. in the little like house looking thing next door to yep. the main bar uh but it's a great room, sounds great. Typically, Alex Amato's doing sound. So Much it's
0: more curated for live music. It's than definitely f- more of
1: a listening room environment. Absolutely. Then, especially the main room, which g- is great, and it's fun when there's a lot of people over there. But when you have all the garage doors up and there's people playing games on the patio, like music can very easily just get put in the background, mm-hmm. which is fine when it's karaoke and stuff, right? But when you're trying to have a place a for songwriters show. to to showcase their their hard work and their you know pour their hearts out you don't need you know you don't need playing corn you don't need a group a, 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 a party bus getting off and coming in and like <laughs> just yelling all the time
0: yeah so you're in there on friday night friday night seven to ten that's Tour right. stop has been there since march of 2022 on wednesdays yep yeah we used to do, and now we, you guys I, are
1: in the clubhouse too. yeah i used
0: to call it the the sunny's garage up there in the front <laughs> now we're in the clubhouse on wednesday nights but uh I'm just, I'm just so happy to get to have so many of the, the, that's why I'm really glad we have all of our little community built into the Sonny's Clubhouse there, because after Belcourt closed, we all kind of just went the way of the Dodo a little bit and just kind of got lost out in the world for a little while.
1: Yeah. A couple, you know, moved to Cabana for a little while and then Cabana closed. And so I feel like it, everything kind of lined up.
0: You guys did up. Songsmiths at Cabana? No,
1: but like, um... You know, Sundays at Sunny's is pin drop. Pin drop was at Cabana, mm-hmm. and so they Sunny's just became like, oh hey, there's this
0: this whole this new room that like there that was, was lost. there was a
1: couple show, like um uh, undiscovered Nashville does the uh, pre-famous shows there, and that he was they were doing those shows there already. But overall they weren't really using that room every single day for mm-hmm. music. And they weren't
0: even they weren't trying to be a venue.
1: No, not necessarily. But then they put the little they had the stage and the sound system put in and it just became a a place we were familiar with, especially because you were doing shows there. That's like, oh hey, there's this whole little venue that no one knows about that. We can, cause Coley and I were trying to move mm-hmm. cause we didn't want to be on Wednesdays anymore. We were doing Wednesdays, but we had to do every other week cause right. Coley has like an online songwriter class from that. She used to do back before she right. moved here. So she had to do that every other week. And I was, we weren't even hosting together. We were just trading, trading off weeks. So I never even saw her for like two years
0: almost. Having and then, the responsibility shared of hosting a show is quite nice.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I highly recommend it. Um, from the
0: perspective of a guy who does it alone yes
1: (laughs) that's what i that's what i meant but now we're on fridays we're there every week you know unless one of us is out of town which we've both been kind of out of town a lot lately but uh it's a lot nicer to just have like a steady consistent especially the weekends it's a little busier like we get just people that are not even there to play just kind of Oh, what's, what's going on over here? And they come in and sit down because for a few songs. Because most of the
0: world doesn't have to work on Saturday morning. Most of them, no. I don't either anymore,
1: which is why I don't work at that liquor store anymore. But
0: Dude, that is the greatest perk of going independent like this is if I don't want to work, yep. I just don't. That's right. And the days when I have to do my shows and that are long and it, it makes up for it when I want to take a week-long vacation and go sure. to Mexico. And you can do that. Well, yeah. especially
1: your shows, you're doing. I mean, especially at like True Music Room. you What do you do? Six to 11, ten. We're or six 11? to ten. Yeah, we're on doing Tuesdays. seven to ten. So we're only doing three hours of music, which is pretty doable. That's but very then manageable. there's other. You know, you're doing four to five hours. So I know people. Some people do six hours of rounds. Mm-hmm. It's like I couldn't imagine having to sit there. It twice takes as long of as I'm already there
0: at a six hour show. Well, you're show, not, even, at you're not even. You're not just six sitting hours.
1: there. You're also. Talking with people, you're networking, you have people asking, how do I play your show? And it's you're not just sitting there relaxing, having a right. beer. You're still kind of on the yeah, You're you on can, the job you the whole on. time you're there.
0: Yeah, Being on for six hours is really hard and oh, very mentally sure. exhausting.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: But yeah, we do the Cambria on Tuesdays every week. Mm-hmm. We are at Sonny's Clubhouse every Wednesday. And Thursdays kind of changes week to week. We do yeah. typically Thursdays at the Hard Rock Cafe on Broadway on the second floor. But that also alternates with once a month we do shows at the local. Yeah. And then we also have pop-up shows at uh, the listening room every now and then. So if you're listening oh, yeah. to this when this is coming out, we have a show coming up at the listening room on July 27th featuring, we mentioned him already, Mr. Alex Amato, amongst a few other people with Zach yep. Meadows, 76th Street, and Emery Adeline. That's right. Who uh, will be on the podcast uh, here before too long as well. Awesome. Yeah, I've never had Emory All on. of those four acts
1: are amazing. So. Yep, it'll People be a show. People and musicians.
0: <laughs> it will sell out, so if you would like to attend, please buy your tickets now at the link in my bio. You so, heard the man. So, I'll be there. Tell us about this surf rock album. Oh, God. So
1: the surf rock element of it is something I'm still going back and forth on. But basically, I have a song, you've heard it, called Dear Miss Anne, mm-hmm. which is about an outlaw writing a letter to his you know
0: Betrothed. girlfriend
1: or woman you know some you know I don't know if they're technically still dating or what the idea is just yet but just letting her know basically where the stash is he's he's going to be dead soon <laughs> and so I wrote that with um Ryan Bowie Bowie and our good buddy Ken Matisse and we wrote that song and then a few rights later Ken brought up this idea like, hey, we wrote this song that has these two characters that we created. What if we wrote two other songs and made this like a three song like concept EP about the idea with uh, this song, this three song EP is going to be we have the first songs halfway written. That's like introducing the character that's mm-hmm. being hung on the the Dear Miss Anne song right. that we already have done. So we wrote the last song first, basically. It's about him introducing him, and then the idea for the second song is going to be, like, from her perspective, like, wishing they could be together, that mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And I'm thinking of doing a third song that's just an instrumental, and that would be, like, the chase of him getting caught by the okay sheriff or whatever. So I found this playlist on Spotify that's all Western surf rock. so It all sounds like... Stuff you'd hear in old spaghetti westerns and like something that Quentin Tarantino would use in a movie. That's cool. And I had this idea, like if we could, I don't want it to necessarily be surf rock, but if we could use elements of that production with these songs we're writing, I think it it could work really well. That being said, the instrumental would be pretty much just a surf rock Mm -hmm. thing, which I think could be fun, like... Surf rock and being chased, I feel like works it goes hand in hand.
0: They've got that just that up tempo kind of right motion, and you
1: can do like a galloping that kinda, forward movement, yeah, yeah, like the horses running. Dick everything on the exactly. or whatever, all, all that stuff, the Ventures. Miserly. And my original guitar teacher, from when I first started taking lessons, is a big surf rock guy. He was in a surf That's rock cool. band, and so I do have like this weird little beginning foundation of surf rock that I've never done it. They gotten to do anything with. So I think it'll be a fun little experiment to see how that would work. Um And now that this has been said on a podcast, I better do it quickly before someone else steals <laughs> this great idea. If I hear any surf rock EPs coming out, I'm coming for you. If you
0: hear any concept album, surf rock <laughs> EPs, you heard it here first.
1: Yeah. It's already almost done. So don't even think about it.
0: so have you thought about what you would want to call it
1: song we have written about him is the bounty of the clay county ghost that's cool so i think that might just be like something like that
0: i have a song from the uh old days of aaron writing songs called ballad of the edgewater wars nice and that was a song about it was an instrumental about like the games I used to play with my neighborhood kids because I lived on a street called Edgewater. Nice. And we used to play just with swords and plastic guns. <laughs> We'd play, quote, quote, war. Yeah. But it, it was just that just childlike wonderment. And it's, it's fun having those Dude, just instrumental songs.
1: I think about all that kind of stuff pretty frequently. I'm turning 30 this month. Maybe I shouldn't say that in public, but.
0: <laughs> I'm turning 32. Yeah, yeah. So Wait, 30, 30 as, as well. well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go.
1: So. No, I'm not, like, worried about getting older. It's just I'm thinking back on a lot of things.
0: It's happening.
1: And thinking, like, I would, like, there were, like, some neighborhood kids I used to play with all the time that we'd just go and we'd have, like, wiffle ball bats, and those were lightsabers. And we would Mm -hmm. run around the yard, and we'd play, like, start, and, like, thinking back on it from, like, look, if we were, if you were just watching us play it was just some kids with, you know, hitting each other with baseball bats. Right. But my memory of doing it, we were like playing Star Like we were like. You were, you were in Star Wars. Yeah. Like we were like pretending to be characters and like.
0: I wonder what age it was that the imagination died. Because I remember those I same know. things. Like I used to play Mega Man where you put the Pringles can on your <laughs> wrist. And just pretend and was, that was the, my yeah. blaster. And I want to know well, how so old funny. I was when that just went away.
1: So, yes, man. There's a quote that Zoe Deschanel's character says. It's the world's a playground. You know that when you're a kid, but somewhere along the way, everyone forgets it. And I remember the first time I heard, I watched that movie. That's one of my favorite movies. I just think it's very funny and just a lighthearted, you know, Jim Carrey kind of rom-com thing. But I just remember the first time watching that movie that just kind of stuck with me for whatever reason, because it's so true. Like, when you're a kid, anything can be whatever you want it to be. Yep. And then you just, at some point...
0: It just goes away. You just
1: kind of forget to have fun. So that's the nice thing about being a musician is I feel like we kind of still get to we get to have play. fun and, and 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 we're just constantly playing at, at in a playground. So
0: that seems like a nice note for us to cap this off on. Yeah, I'd say so. Well, Sean, thank you for being on the podcast yet again. Oh yeah, I think this is your fourth episode. You said I think it's
1: the fourth, but it's like maybe the only th- the third that's available because <laughs> one of them got taken down.
0: Well, check out Songsmiths at. Sunny's,
1: Yeah, come on. We're every Friday, seven to ten. Um, we have rounds, we have feature sets. Depends on the week and how I'm feeling when we're booking. But it's always fun, always good.
0: Uh one of my favorite shows to hang out at. Oh yeah.
1: And then oh oh, I didn't bring up we every time I do the podcast I have to bring up Swayze. Oh, so yes. So shout tell out us Swayze. About Swayze. Swayze's the the 80s
0: we've got almost 200 subscribers now yeah. tell us yeah, any new folks about swayze
1: so swayze is uh my college roommate and i's synth synth wave synth funk 80s <laughs> project where um he does pretty much so it was, it was his his concept his idea and then i kind of help him with the production and mixing and all that fun stuff but it's all very like 80s sounding just it's fun. very fun music yeah it's very fun we're working on some we have like Two or three songs that we're currently working on, uh, finishing up here. Hopefully, getting something released pretty soon. But go listen to—we have an album on Spotify. With uh, there's a couple singles as well, and then I think he did a like Halloween EP with another producer. That's okay. really fun. So
0: definitely check that out as well. Go check out all of Sean's music.
1: Yay, Lawn Shivingston on Instagram.
0: L-A- Lon Shivingston. He is not the NBA I, yeah, superstar. I, I have
1: the same name as the NBA basketball player, but I am not not Sean Livingston, the basketball player. <laughs> but L a u um, n s h i v i n g s t o n, Lawn Shivingston. I might just be changing that to my artist name.
0: I'll have that listed in the episode Please link description do. here as well.
1: TikTok, Instagram, Threads. Threads. We on threads. Wow, baby. that's the
0: first time we've plugged threads. We're plugging threads, dude. Let's go. Yeah, let's go on threads. I've I think, already got five hundred
1: followers. Comedian Whitney Cummings, I think, said <laughs> That it seems like it was it, uh, that threads is like, Twitter got newly sober. That's what threads seems like.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, I I had to get rid of my Twitter because of Elon Musk. It was just hard being on there because he started pushing his own tweets into your notifications. Oh really? I don't. Oh, okay, he was like acts... you might be interested in this, and I was like, I'm not. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but now I'm on threads and I'm getting. There's things in my th- feed that I don't even follow I these people. I don't like that. But it's also. What I do understand is when somebody I am following commented on a thread, mm-hmm. but I'm getting stuff that I don't even have people commenting on.
0: Yep. I'm getting random people that are just like on my feed. Yeah, I don't I'm like, like I don't that. And this. I hope that goes away. And it there's no the hashtags. Following,
1: there's no hashtags and there's no searchability. You can't search for. Yep. Like, I don't know. It seems like they just didn't have it quite ready.
0: It's a, it's, yeah, exactly. They kind of rushed so, it.
1: And there's a lot of, like, they.
0: Yeah, they just kind of rushed it.
1: Yeah, because they made it so easy to just you just go on your Instagram and make an account. And it's just it's, instantly. So there. many people did it that now there's all these people using it, but it's, like, not yeah, fleshed out yet.
0: The, I, I keep seeing it on the news. They're like, new platform threads had 30 million users. And it's like. Yeah, because it's just Instagram. Yeah, it's Instagram. You clicked one thing, and it's like. Do you want to follow all of your existing followers? And it's just bam, yeah, and you hit yes, and then it was it was just there. Yep. Import your bio, sure. Import your profile photo, sure. Done. It may as well. Have What's just the been point?
1: In... What's the point of notes on Instagram anymore? I don't know.
0: It may as well. That was probably a a test? pilot
1: process, a <laughs> pilot
0: thing for. I it. Guess. At this point, it probably should have just been an extra tab on the Instagram app.
1: Nah, it'd be too much stuff on there. There's too already much too stuff much. stuff on there. Already. There's already too much. I get rid
0: of reels. I hate that stuff. Do you use the Marketplace at all on there? There's an uh, there's a Marketplace on Is it on not Instagram? on there anymore? There used oh, to be. Oh, I, I I technically have t- uh, TourStop merchandise for sale on the TourStop yeah, thing. Yeah, I've never but used any of that stuff. They don't. But... Uh, there's It's just a button on the profile that says View Shop. Okay. And it's it is not a user-friendly platform to sell yeah. merchandise on. Because you can't directly list your products through the Instagram app. You have to go through like the meta verified whatever back right. end creator suite or whatever. The Facebook business. And it's just yeah. super complicated.
1: Yeah, I'll probably have to pay for some of that at some point. And just get that blue check mark put on there.
0: <laughs> 15 bucks a month.
1: Yeah, that's worth 15 bucks, isn't it? Quite oh a my bit. God, that's
0: $15 a, a year seems better. To have a blue check mark. Like, who, who even cares? It means literally nothing literally nothing i'm
1: rolling my eyes at for the for the his, listeners at if home if you roll
0: them any harder they're not going to fall back forwards yeah well follow song smiths on instagram what is the official uh instagram?
1: at song smiths nash
0: song smiths nash on yeah. instagram follow lon Shivingston. follow swayze follow yeah. sean on spotify
1: follow uh coli coler the my co-host holy moly coli holy
0: moly coli And check out uh, Molly Murphy's music that's going to be coming out through the uh, pipeline of Sean Livingston's Productions right here. That's right. In the meantime, you can check us out at Nashville Tour Stop on your social media platforms. Follow us on threads. I've posted two, what do you even call them? Threads, Threads, yeah. Well, I've posted two of them on, on the Tour Stop account. But check us out on Instagram and TikTok, wherever you get your your content. We've also got our full website, NashvilleTourStop.com, where we have our full events calendar. I believe there's something like 150 dates listed on our website right now. So find one that fits your calendar and come hang out. If you'd like, you can support us on Patreon, help get me out of my living room and uh, back into a true production studio where my dog isn't asleep on the couch right next to me, which honestly is not too bad. Yes. But in the meantime, please do remember that all roads lead right back here to the Nashville Tour Stock.